Boom. We're back from Dallas. Back from the road trip. Boom DFW is back to Boom ATX. Boom DFW in the house. Glenn Hart on this side. We got Lee Harry Style Snedeker. Woo! How many nights was that, Lee? How many how many Harrys did you see? I had all six, but I got yanked to <clears throat> Vegas, so I had to miss two. Dang. Four for six. Yeah. That's pretty good oh, stuff. Wait, I had to miss three. So oh, three for okay. six. Okay, 50%. Loser. That's still probably three too many in my book, but uh, I will think no less of you. Uh, I'm sure Harry is a lovely man and puts I, I on a good show. Linked Glenstagram. Linked Glenstagram. Isn't really on Linked Glenstagram very often. No, but no. Did you but... see my Harry Styles post where I tagged him and the drummer trying to get him into the podcast? Oh, did studio? I miss it? Did I miss a recording with Harry? Yeah, you you weren't here. Oh man, I must have been at, at uh, Aaron's Franklin's eating eating barbecue. That's you waited in that line. Oh man, that was it was awesome. But Ivan got in line what time? Uh, our friend Ivan Viers, uh, he was in line, I think, about 4.30 in the morning. Uh, I roll in about 8, 8.30, not knowing he'd already been there for four hours. But uh, apparently, if you get there before 9, people are less uh, upset when you cut in line for somebody else that's already been in line. And uh, so, yeah, they open the doors at 11. They take your order about 10.00. So they kind of can gauge how much meat they have and how much you're getting. And so they know what, what to tell people at the end of the line. And uh, we were second, second group in line, even at 430. Uh, fascinating experience. I think we should have him on the podcast. I, I, I think we should schedule I that. Think, oh, let's, let's make that we happen. Do it, should we do it next week? How about next week? We get Ivan and Aaron on and chat about barbecue in Austin, Texas, the live barbecue capital of the world. Just so that the listeners are aware by the time they listen to this, That'll have been last week. But it'll still be next week because this they'll week hear is last week. The next week. Absolutely. It's like a three week thing. That's right. Very good. Uh, and did you see Ivan? Oh, oh, sh- 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 I forgot. Mayor Adler's over there sleeping. Speaking of the mayor. Oh, yes. Yeah, I did see Kirk Watson at the Hill Country Conservancy event Friday night. Oh, uh-huh. past guest. We hugged it out. Yes. It was good. Very I nice. think he complimented my wife on her dress. Nice. He's making the rounds. And we're going to get him back on with the CEO of the Hill Country Conservancy. After he wins, to nail him down on how he's going to protect our greenways. I mean, uh, I, I sure. How about that, Kirk? You ready for it? <laughs> Very good. But this well, week, this week, this week, we've got some locals from the real estate market, two unicorns, and the Instagram market. That's right. Austin Archuleta, hello, and Tyler Shelton. Okay, Paso with Austin. Texas things on Instagram and does linked Instagram. I can never get it right. Linked Instagram. Yeah. You follow. I just did today. I did. All right. I opened it up or, or no, I don't, I didn't even open it up. I don't even have the app. I actually type in Instagram.com every time and it, and it remembers me. And then smart Austin reality. Yep. So you guys Got are it. busy. Welcome to the show. Hey, Thanks. we're happy to be here. Thanks for having All us. Right. What, uh, where do we dive? You guys are from Austin, Texas. I think maybe you alluded to playing together in the dirt as childhood friends. Uh, essentially, yeah. I mean, uh, we've we were were born and raised in Austin, so we've well, seen the. I city. wasn't born here. Oh, oh. El Paso, right? Oh, but I moved here before I was one years old. Okay, okay. okay. so All I, right. you know, zero still that's, still, that's still still Call zero. A native. Still, counts. still zero. Is that still moved here as quick as you could? What's the yeah, text? As fast as you could, yeah, yeah, as yeah. fast as you could. But yeah, we've seen the city grow and develop. Um, we're both 34 years old, so we've seen just the massive development 
happen in this kind of small hippie Austin town just pop off in the last you know twenty years or so, and uh, especially in the last five ten years. Um, and it's been crazy. I mean, our parents bought homes here in Austin, um, you know, when we were babies and they bought them for cheap prices. And now these homes are worth millions and millions of dollars. Maybe not millions and millions of dollars. (laughs) I mean, the appreciation rate's been crazy. And, um, you know, just hanging out in Austin and just kind of watching – uh, the music scene change and evolve and um, just kind of the influx of people from other states. It's really kind of um, changed the culture, good ways oh, yeah. and bad ways. Um, a lot of good ways. I'd say the good ways outweigh the bad in most scenarios. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, the, it's funny. No matter who you, who you talk to, how long they've been here, if they've been here for longer than six months, you know, they, they usually in their head, it was, it might've been better when they got here. Right. Right. Or, or some, some fictitious in their imagination, the period of Austin they like best. I'm curious, curious if you can, if y'all can pinpoint your favorite Austin era. Uh, and it can be today. That's fair. It's fair statement. Well, I mean, I saw Jerry Jeff Walker play at Antone's, uh, you know, 15 years ago when I was a kid, um, I've seen uh, the Black Angels, great band, oh, great. play at Hotel Vegas seven years ago for free. And um, now, I mean, it's totally, uh, I mean, it's a completely different vibe. I mean, this is prior to South by Southwest really becoming a huge major thing. And um, mainly, it you know... What I've noticed is just the urban sprawl has come to our city kind of in the way that it did to Denver, Seattle, other big cities. So we're kind of dealing with that. We're dealing with all these satellite towns, um, but um, still a badass little city to hang out at. And you can still catch blues any night, jazz any night. Um, you know, country western any night, and a lot of dive bars any night. So. We still got a good good handful of of dive bars for a reasonable concert fee. But you are correct. I mean, with we talk about it a lot with all the Moody's, mm-hmm. uh, all the decent bands are getting sucked into the big venues. Ticket prices are a hundred. $150 a seat. Post Malone, in case you're interested, is playing F1 weekend for $585 for, I think, a two-night wow. a two night, uh, big concert party at the Austin American Statesman Warehouse. Uh, but don't worry, but there's no additional fees or charges. The The list, of, they, were, they, they were really chatting up that the list price was actually what you'll pay, and it was $585. <laughs> Fee, fees buried in the $585. Right. About 18 bucks for a White Claw, though, <laughs> yeah. if you want to get... Do that. So. Well, you think if it's there, you can just stand on the Congress Avenue Bridge, watch the bats, and hear the music. I yeah. would think for free. But Austin, what about you? Do you have a f- favorite Austin period uh, in your life that you remember or find most fondly? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've been here a long time, and I feel like in high school we didn't really venture out too far outside of South Austin. Uh, not super sure why, but. Whenever I graduated and really started getting into the job market, I was still here in Austin. And, you know, that was, I think, 
2013, 2014. And it seemed like it was before, you know, the storm surge really hit the city. It was as we were increasing in, you know, popularity, had a lot of cool stuff going on. ACL wasn't crazy. You could go there and actually have a good time uh, without just leaving totally exhausted. And, uh, yeah, that's that's like the nostalgia time yeah. for me. Yeah. No, I remember graduating in 01, and so I went to UT, and so a lot of, you know, just was there central like, on campus, and then graduated and moved into moved to South Austin, Stastny and South First, and uh, most of my other friends who, uh, my best friend from, from college and his friends from high school were still, still in town, and they were North North Austin, and I remember, and I, and I don't know why it felt like this, but it was like, oh, God, if we're going out, God, if I'm going all the way north... It just, oh God, I, there was, there's, there was this clear division and, and noticeable, everything was notice, noticeably different North and South Austin, whereas now it's the South Austin. There's still a, it's still a little more weird South Austin, but not really. It's, it's cleaned up its act pretty good. The people I've met, well, I moved here in 2002 and a lot of the locals that I got to know that were, you know, they're my age, 47, but they grew up here. There was always this, I don't know way of thought that like North Austin was like a day's ride on a horse right. away. It's the Del and, Delionaires, yeah, techies. My and... neighbor, Matt, shout out to Matt. He's a proud listener, often listener. Yeah. They had some property in Dripping Springs and he said they would hardly ever go there because it was so far away. <laughs> and they lived on Westgate. And I'm like, well, today... We just zipped to Dripping Springs and back in 12 minutes. That, that horse so, and buggy? Was that just yeah, too the, long of a ride? <laughs> so I think you mentioned it, Austin. You didn't really venture very far north. And, right. And you did the same thing. Yeah. Like People just thought that was a that was a long ways away. We're not going to go. Barton well, Creek Mall was north for us. You know. Well, being, being a South Austinite, um, of course, I have bias towards South Austin. However, what I see now outside of the domain which is like some bogus version of dallas no diss on the domain a lot of great businesses yeah uh, you know what i mean but like if you look at Burnet and you look at south lamar they're pretty much the same situation yeah there's still some some og businesses there doing their thing um one long street and they all connect at ut and downtown and so uh you know South Austin was just kind of where we hung and unless we were going downtown to see a show. South right. Austin hippies. Yeah. And also the hippie scene um, in South Austin is is still pretty prevalent. Um, again, you, you mentioned Stastny South first. Yeah. You know, that's where I just moved out of um, to the urban sprawl part because I have kids and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I miss it terribly um, <laughs> just because there's a little – little bit of a slower vibe down there. I still feel like Austin's very Austin uh, from 2002 to now. I don't feel like it's lost its vibe. Certainly there's a lot more people here, a lot more buildings, a lot more music venues. When it used to rain, I don't know what year, probably 2010-ish, I just remember a summer where Barton Creek never quit running. Mm. And we could go swim every single day. There were rope swings and people cliff jumping and rapids and like it was like the most badass summer in Austin ever when you could just live in the green belt barefoot and partying, you know, with a case of beer and cops chasing you around trying to get you. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. You know, maybe after a good rainstorm, but yeah. the water used to flow. 
Yeah, anytime, anytime we were at the Greenbelt, which is where we would party, uh, because you know we were kids and I think underage. Um, right behind Toys R Us, just <laughs> drop in. Oh, you yeah. could drop in there, and you could see for like a good two miles when a cop would show <laughs> up, and then it was so funny to watch just. This, they scattered Scatter. like ants. Yeah. People just bailed and bounced. Yeah. And it was really funny to watch. So how'd y'all get in the, in the real estate game? What's, well, what, what came first, like? yeah. the chicken or the egg? Was it the, the reality or the Instagram? <clears throat> well, Tyler's been in real estate for quite a bit of time, but we recently partnered up here in the last, I guess, three, four years. And really, I had a, a side hustle where I was helping folks grow their Instagram accounts. And, you know, in the meantime, I was growing probably about a dozen of my own, including Austin, Texas things. And I was in the tech world at that time and really just was uh, getting kind of burnt out on that and decided I wanted to try to monetize this a little deeper. Uh, right around that time, I was buying a home with Tyler here, good friend Tyler, and uh, things just kind of fell into place. I was you know, thinking about how do I monetize this thing? Uh, and, you know, I figured it's, you know, probably a little bit better to sell houses and not T-shirts. So, <laughs> yeah, that right. That, although, yeah. although we just had John Resig with the chive on and the T-shirts apparently have made way more money than the chive ever has. Wow. <laughs> Good to know. Taking notes. Helps when you have a Bill Murray face well, on yeah. it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we had, uh, we had Nick Hayden on our TikTok guest. Um, and what was his, what was his handle or his, his, uh, TikTok page was uh, like visitaustin.com yeah, or it was like, it was something that sounded so legit and you're like wait how did Austin the city not have it that I think that that just it, it, like gives it should you, be trademarked yeah it's, just, it's like instant credibility that oh this is the guy this is right. the main page here and uh, yeah so he would go around and was uh, you know just videoing himself eating a burger at wherever the new hotspot was and um, getting getting tons of followers uh, that way. Visit so, ATX. Visit ATX. It sounds official, right? Yeah. yeah I'll chime in. When I was in the sixth grade, uh, we used to make these mechanical pencil, like, BB guns, just, like, that we could shoot at other kids. Yeah, you took the rubber bands from your braces, right? Yeah. And you and, uh-huh. broke the, the side off and cut some slivers into and, where the eraser holder is. <laughs> One day, Austin pulled up with, um, like, 20 of them, okay? And he was ready to monetize it. And he had 20 of them <laughs> with, uh, with ammo already loaded. Yeah. And, Altoid cans. Uh, in Altoid cans, and he was selling them in class. And I was like, this guy is one enterprising dude. So when he was doing his tech thing, um, obviously I wasn't involved in that. I was trying to get my real estate stuff you know, in order, working, working for different brokerages. Um, and then one day he came over and he showed me this Instagram account called Austin, Texas things. And he showed me how many followers it had. And then he pulled out a spreadsheet and he said, Hey, these are all leads. And there might've been 24, 2,500 at the time. And he was like, do you want them? And (laughs) I was, I was like, okay, well let's maybe, maybe, Let's make a deal. Um, and then we started calling them, just straight up cold calling them. Yep. And then I realized that the platform he had been building over years, and he had also built 
me an Instagram Instagram page for like my band and for friends and things. And he just like brought that tech centric mindset over into the real estate world. And as a realtor, for most realtors, you have to hustle. You got to do the open house thing. You got to network. You got to show up, shake hands, glad hand, whatever it is. Um, but he showed me what he was doing. And then we, we kind of had an aha moment where we're like, hey, we can use this platform to bring people into the real estate world because yeah. people moving to Austin, they want to know about the city, right? right? Yep. They want to know where to go, where to eat, you know, what's going on, et cetera. And a lot of these people want to buy houses and yeah. they want to own real estate. Yep. So um, when we started, it was really, uh, you know, just kind of flying off the hip, right? We, you know, totally disorganized, but I think we streamed an open house one day. I did an open house and Austin came over. We didn't have mics. He just brought his iPhone and I just kind of walked around in my suit and, uh, just showed some people an open house on Instagram, on Instagram, yeah, on Austin, Texas things. And the next thing we know, his inbox has like three, 400 people, you know, asking questions and wanting to inquire. Yeah. You're like, okay, well that worked. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a way to sell a house. So then it's like, all right. Um, yeah, there's incentive in this for both of us. I don't even know if you were licensed yet at that point. And we were like, we got, (laughs) no, you were, no, no, you were, no, 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 I remember that you were, you were, I was, you were. Um, so we were like, we got to start getting, we, we got to start using this thing to bring people in. Got to get organized. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where Austin really shined because he comes from that tech background um, where they, you know, cold call, do funnels, all these things. And so we started kind of applying that to the real estate world, which is traditionally a glad hand. Hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah type situation. Personal selling. Personal selling. Yeah. Multi-level, like, right? <laughs> yeah. Get, getting to your friends and their friends' friends right. and their friends' friends trying to sell a house and you right. figured out how to do it with, with tech. So you were an early adopter of Instagram. Yeah. Um, I've been told like by Matt Reisinger, you know, YouTube was the platform mm-hmm. and then Instagram and now TikTok. obviously you're still killing it on Instagram, but um, yeah, that's interesting. You know how you went down that road using the tech to fish for customers. So if y'all dove into the TikTok. Not too much. Oh, good, really good to hear. Good to hear. Rolling. Yeah, oh, we're, we're starting to spin out a, a good <laughs> amount of reels. We have some some uh, systems set up to get those rolling out. It seems like a lot of work. TikTok videos. TikTok. Oh. TikTok it just kind of feels lame. It does. You know what I mean? I'm not a real big fan. We've been trying to do some boom ATX on TikTok, and then I get Lee on there, trying. and I'm like, oh, you know, uh, Almost naked girls, almost naked girls, almost naked girls. Like it just seems the algorithm apparently is strong. Yeah, with this one, with this one the, the almost naked Jedi. <laughs> but yeah, I know. You just I just hear about all the you know all the the stats of you know how many views and how many minutes watched and all this, and it averages out to like I don't know seven hours a day per TikTok <laughs> user. But but at the same time, it's like I don't just there's so many it's not targeted it's not a a close network 
like an Instagram or LinkedIn where it's, you see, you know, the people, the people are in your network somehow, second, third, you know, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, uh, TikTok, it just gets pushed out to, to, you know, China and then comes back and goes to whatever. <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not on board yet. I'm not on board with it being, I don't know that. And I don't like the way I look and sound on video. So I, I'm friends with a lot of realtors and none of them use uh, the electronic platform to generate any kind of leads. It's still very much that old school. Uh, let me talk to your friend or your yeah. friend, you know, networking. So my mentors, they told me, you know, if you want to generate business, you need to door knock, you need <laughs> to do open houses, you need to do, you know, postcard mail outs, et cetera. Right. Um, expensive, time consuming, expensive, time consuming. And if also you're lazy, like I am, <laughs> you know, so, sometimes, um, like I, you know, we live in Texas. I don't really want to go up to someone's house and knock on their door on a Sunday and bother them in a suit, in, in a the suit. Heat. Not and only is it hot, a, they might have a pistol and they, they, <laughs> they typically do have a pistol. Uh, Definitely have a no soliciting sign. So when Austin came and started organizing this thing with his tech mindset and uh, what he was doing and as his follower base grew um, and I mean, it just started to explode. Yeah. Our volume started to explode. So it and definitely helped you sell houses. Yeah, we sell a hell of a lot of houses. And, um, you know, we've we've switched brokerages at time. and um, But for the most part, his platform was a giant success. And I think that's because the follower base, A, and then Austin's savviness in terms of the, the tech world. Yeah. Thanks, Tyler. Oh, you're welcome, <laughs> bud. <laughs> so, what were you what were what were you in before you mentioned tech? Uh, yeah, so I've always kind of been focused on local business marketing. Um, but what I did before I got into the real estate gig was I would build tech platforms for local businesses to market themselves. So the first company was Scanther, which I think we were just too early because now I see the product everywhere in restaurants and whatnot. Uh, it was a smart sign that paired with a mobile website builder. And this was late 2000s when mobile websites were really starting to, you know, make waves and Google was starting to value them more. And so essentially, you know, we would sell this kit to a restaurant and they would be able to put their menu on the mobile website or whatever information. And then they had these branded signs that they put on all the tables. And the signs had QR codes, you know, what we see up, out there today. NFC chips, and then also a text message campaign. Um, at one point, we kind of switched gears because we weren't getting a great amount of success with that. The I think the problem wasn't quite fully understood, and we pivoted into having a mobile application builder for small businesses. So whether you're a restaurant, a coffee shop, you know, yoga studio, you can have and maintain a mobile website. You can send out push notifications. I'm sorry, a mobile app. And, uh, you know, we went along with that for a few years and then sold that to a company called Advice Local. Um, they are a local listing management company, so they, you know, work with local businesses and marketing there. I was there for a couple of years and really just kind of got burnt out. And during that's, you know, the time that I was doing Instagram as a side hustle. And so it just kind of segued in. Yeah. 
I think we have a similar, similar track. I also had a short stint in, um, trying to help local businesses, uh, advertise. Uh, I came up with the idea of a attachment to the top of a urinal where you could safely put your beer and then could have advertising on the front of it. Uh, cause all the top tops of all the urinals when they weren't automatic, they were all exact same, same form. Uh, I got as far as doing a patent search and somebody had already patented it and that never, was it. I never did it and I didn't do it anymore, but, uh, you could also do a shelf. But, I've got a lot uh, of urinal <laughs> ideas, you know, <laughs> you got a captive audience. You're right there. You big know? urinal guy you know? over here. I'm a big urinal then guy. You get there, study you, them. You get there at the bar with your bottle and you're like, oh, oh yeah, where's it go? Yeah. Right. Nothing like a dirty urinal to get your brain juices flowing. <laughs> I around. could imagine there was some health code, health code issues, but yeah. the advertising options were endless. I was, yeah, didn't work so well, but so I, I appreciate your following through and actually doing it. It's impressive. <laughs> so who spends all the time gathering data to post on the Instagram? That would be him. Again, I already mentioned that I'm sort of lady, lazy. I'm not lazy with my clients. Um, I, I, <laughs> just to be clear, I, just, to be, just to be clear, he works hard for if his. If you're money. working for me uh, or working with me, um, you're going to get excellent service. But this guy, um, he does a lot of things that no brokerages do. Okay? We call that overachieving. Yeah, it's good. Some people call <laughs> Entrepreneurial that entrepreneurial yeah. spirit. Uh, scraping data from Texas A&M, which has the best stats in the state of Texas. Um, and then it's not where I get it. Well, I know you get it from ABOR too, but, um, <laughs> don't let out of secrets. Yeah. Secret sauce. <laughs> Keller everyone's sandwich now. <laughs> Keller Williams, all these other guys, they do not have the research platforms that Austin hand built while he's chilling hanging out with his dogs, uh, you know, doing his thing. And it's just insanely impressive. Yeah. I mean, you have, you're, uh, you have a good amount of posts on, on what to do, what's coming up, what's happening. And de it definitely, you know, to me, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, take somebody some work to sit and gather that data and post it right daily or weekly or, you know, and it's not all about the same thing. Um, I do notice too, you can submit. Uh, like we could have submitted sandcastles. Oh man, what a, what a great Damn. let's let's relive the sandcastle. Oh, linked Glen charity sandcastle competition. It was fantastic, guys. Valente Beach. Sure That's you've been awesome. there. Yeah, four yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. We had four four strong entries. Had some sandcastle pros. Created some. You got some, the news there. Some, well, we had the Jordy meter. Jordan Derensburg from KVU was there. Uh, man, got him going down the slide with my kids, and he was just screaming as loud as he could. It was fantastic. So maybe next year. For yeah. oh, well, too. it's going to be on. They're going to be on the old Austin, Texas things for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're presenting a check. We tomorrow. are. We, I'm going to pick up the giant. I've always wanted to present a big giant check, like a happy ridiculously Gilmore big style check. Yes. check. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So we raised six grand. The winner, winning team, got to pick the charity of choice. So Meals on Wheels, Central Texas. Uh, we're 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 meeting for a photo op uh, tomorrow with the big check, presenting them the big check. Uh, We'll have the family truckster station wagon there. Uh, hopefully, the winning team brings the uh, the, the trophy. It's a fantastic, creative trophy. I he built the up. trophy with uh, goodwill parts. It was pretty <laughs> impressive. It's spray, pretty it looks spray legit. Paint. Spray paint hides a lot. I was like, "Where did you buy that?" He's like, "I built it." <laughs> It was, I, it's great. Have uh, you seen the station wagon? I have. Yeah. Oh yeah. I haven't. Oh, well, uh, I have to show it to you. Yeah. It's the we're we're in a car race next March to Las Vegas, and it's our race car. Okay. But we're using it to promote the podcast and do fun things around town. Yeah, 
Cord Shiflet. I don't know if you're familiar with the Fool's Role. Yeah, so yeah, no, another, I just saw another realtor. Like yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so that's like definitely a, an Austin, Texas thing. Looks like uh, a fun time. Yeah, it's tenth. 10th or 11th year, I'm not sure. But yeah, raced from Austin to Vegas in a car. Uh, no more than uh, $5,000 this year for uh, inflation. But uh, yeah, so our, our theme is the uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. We got the family truckster. Clark Griswold. Clark Griswold. We got Cousin Eddie. <laughs> Cousin over Eddie. And yeah, we have all the, all the cast of characters. So we just kind of, you know, get it out on the weekends and uh, we take discount tire and they loved it. Yeah, they were like, hey, yeah. can we reuse that in our media? Because we because we bought our that. we bought yeah. our congrats. <laughs> we, like we, we bought our racing wheels from Jesse James uh, Garage Sale, and it had a screw in it. <laughs> Bonus free with purchase. I take Seven uh, Eleven. They didn't. They didn't <laughs> save anything back. <laughs> well, uh, well, to be fair, I think it was a Seven Eleven in Portugal, or what did you find? That was the only Seven Eleven I could find. It was like a Portuguese. <laughs> There's only got to be one Seven Eleven in all of Portugal, right? I mean, Probably I mean, the one, right? And they're <laughs> like, again, this is how tech challenged we are. <laughs> we can't even Never find Seven Eleven on Instagram. Seven Eleven in Portugal, but the truckster's like nine to five. Uh, the truckster's popular. If I run an Insta, I'll pay for an Instagram ad, I guess, like to promote it, mm-hmm. and it gets a lot of hits and a lot of people that want to buy it from me. Yeah, who would? It's going to be for sale. It'll be for sale. Just wait till next March. And then maybe we'll do a charity auction on the way to Las Vegas to get rid of it. Got plans. I think you guys got to buy my busted up Hyundai. You uh, You got a busted up Hyundai. (laughs) Y'all need an Elantra if we're talking cars. (laughs) I saw a picture of that station wagon, and uh, it looks stellar. So hang on to that. That's Part of me is like, oh, that thing would be fun to keep. I did one of these ads that I promoted on Instagram, and I was at a concert with a buddy, and I, I mentioned, hey, we, we bought this station wagon. He's like, oh, that's funny. I saw one on Instagram the other day. And I bring up the picture. He's like, that's the one I saw. I'm like, I guess the ad worked. Like, it, it got him. Oh, my God. While we're telling stories. I like stories. Uh, <laughs> so I, I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn, and, and uh, when they were, I don't know if y'all saw, they were mulching the parking parking uh, lot at Zilker Park where all the ACL right. uh, trucks go. Yep. So they, were, they were putting, I don't know how deep a layer of mulch to, to cover up the um, dump that it was built on. And so I, I, I pitched the idea and created this amazing graphic. We should build a parking garage on top of it that you can access from Mopac. And then it could be a, um, like a central parking garage for downtown. They have a little, the Dillo could come back and, and shuttle people around. You wouldn't have to go hide for try and find a spot downtown and everything. And uh, it was not wildly popular idea, but in line <laughs> at Franklin's Sunday, Ivan, I don't know if he was messing with me or not. We'll have to get to the bottom of this, but he was like, what's that building they're building uh, at Zilker Park right, right off Mopac? And I'm like, what are you talking about? There's no building. Then he tried to tell me something about a zoo was down there. Do y'all know anything about a zoo there's on the no zoo that Mopac? I yeah, I don't know. No. That was, anyway, and he was like, no, there's like this building, right, right? Right off the right by the bridge, just across from from Austin High. I'm like, he must have seen all the C three trucks. No, right. no, I pulled up my picture that I made. Oh, he saw your ad and thought <laughs> that I photoshopped, and he was like, "Yeah, is that not real?" <laughs> no. No, He's I a bet. Photoshopper deluxe, and <laughs> I've been turning them into NFTs. <laughs> and we still I don't know don't. what I'm going to do with them. How but much? Like, how much a pop for the NFTs? Oh, like to create them? No, his, his okay. NFTs. How much do they <laughs> Not cost? For sale. How much? Oh, for sale? Yeah, yeah they're a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Like, sure. Even for sale, we don't even know what. I thought they were PDFs. <laughs> well, no, you sent me. <laughs> 
JPGs? JPGs? Yep. <laughs> They're minted okay, NFTs. Back, back on track. Back on track. Hiding them in the bank. Okay, so the so so the smart smart Austin. What are we? How, how smart are we over there? So outside of the getting the data from from Instagram, are we are we revolutionizing contracts or yeah. uh, listings or showings or yeah, virtual all, of all that? All of it. Um, also, I want to give Austin a chance to talk. Um, I'm again a little more chatty, but. Um, what Austin has built has been the perfect stable platform. And again, we want to compete with the big guys. Like we, we are after Keller Williams. We're after compass towers, especially Rex and Redfin. Some of your guests, yep. um, they're coming for you. But the thing is, is real estate will always remain a personal business. Okay. You will never be able to buy a house, um, automated. I, it, at least I'm surprised not, to hear you say that. At least not in the next 20, 30 years. I mean, wow. you can, but it's going to go wrong. <laughs> the blockchain can, guys don't think that. So um, what we do is we utilize data, stats, and we inform our clients heavily. I mean, it's, it's a giant part of our process is giving them stats, data, making sure that their return on investment is solid. And then we go out and grind. I mean, basically, that's it. We just go out and grind for them, and it doesn't matter if it's um, San Antonio or Leander, all of it. It doesn't matter. We chase it down and make sure that, okay, so we run into a big problem, right? We have all these millennials that are like sort of broke, but they have good tech jobs, right? Um, and you know, they, they might have 10, 20 grand in the bank, you know, something like that. So how do we get these guys houses? The, the guys with a lot of money, they're easy, right? Because we can make major plays, but it's the people in the two to 500 range. And with Austin, where we have an affordability crisis, which is pretty new. Again, we talked about it earlier. Uh, you know, our parents bought in circle C and shady hollow for 85 grand, not considering inflation. Right. But, uh, the appreciation piece, it, it makes it tough for younger folks to afford a spot to own and rental rates are increasing. I think last year it was 39%. Um, so these people are getting screwed by (laughs) getting, yeah, they get the gym and they get the dog park and all that. And yeah, probably roommates, yeah, roommates (laughs) and it's sexy and they got the little key card that, but, um, what we're trying to do is get people on the buy side to own property. So they have an asset, right? Um, same way if you were going to drop 400 grand on buying Apple stock or cryptocurrency, right? We want to make sure that your return on investment is solid. Okay. Um, on the sell side, I got, I mean, that's, that's all my boy, Austin right there. I mean, this, this boy be droning up properties, hitting it, he flies the drone himself, um, and builds the website himself and, uh, and then we just run it and we've had really good success with it. I mean, uh, what he does and his, his comprehension of SEO and how Google works, all of that ends up bringing us buyers for our seller clients very quickly, 
even in downturn markets, even when mortgage rates are hitting 7%, which is where right around where we are right now today. You still have to show those houses with all that tech though, right? That's what you were getting at. Because there's that personal touch. Yeah. You, you draw them in. Not six months ago. With all the, all the uh, back-end stuff and the tech. But ultimately, they need a walkthrough, right? You gotta, you can't, you can buy a car sight unseen. Right. Of right. course. But most of the time, the buyers have a buyer's agent, and we just need to get our product, the house, in front of them. Uh, okay. So that's what I focus okay. on yeah, is but, getting the, you know, the broadest reach that we can to the best possible group of people. Gotcha. And that's land, commercial, residential, doesn't matter. Um, we've handled all types of transactions. And, um, you know, really, we've been quite fortunate because there's 13,000 realtors in the city of Austin. 13,000. And there's more coming because I know all kinds of people that are working on their real estate license Ooh, my wife the thing to my do wife. right now <laughs> <laughs> my wife too uh, i think she's on chapter nine of the first module of 18 or something <laughs> so yeah i mean that's where our competitive edge comes from is austin built this amazing platform that gives people information about the city and then we piggyback real estate from that and drive content drive clients through to us so that we can get them uh, get them a home or help them sell a home. And so it's unconventional, you know, yeah. like I'm sort of introverted, sort of extroverted. Sometimes if I'm feeling good, yeah, I'll go glad hand at a party or whatever and dole out cards. But sometimes I don't really feel like doing that. So the system that Austin built gives us a situation where people funnel into us. And then on Monday I get a call from Austin saying like after my wedding, I got married on Saturday. Congrats. Uh, Congrats. You, man. Uh, so on Monday there's people coming in and we have appointments. Well, you've hot, yeah, they're warm. They're warm leads They're You're not just cold calling people that don't have any interest. Yeah. Right. I mean, essentially, and, and we've tried the cold calling thing too, but uh, we found that the best way to do it is to keep the synergy of being hands-on with our clients and making sure that they're taken care of, but also merging the tech side with it. And then we, we have an edge on most realtors because we're local. So yeah. like when people are like, what's up with circle C or what's up with Leander? Like we've been here for 34 years. So we right. know what to tell them about. And, you know, we know where they're pulling permits. We know where they're going to be building the next water park or, you know, when Q2, the, the stadium came out, we knew about that three years prior before it came out. Yep. So we knew the domain was going to explode again. Right. So we predict and we look at zip codes on a granular level and we start trying to tell our clients, like based on their budget and based on what they can do, uh, what they, you know, where they need to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to shift gears for a shift. second. My Harry, I almost said Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> that damn that, beer. That Harry beer, Potter at the Moody. One beer. And I went and saw Harry Potter. The Harry Styles ticket giveaway that Harry's, I threw out at you. Yeah. Is that a bad idea? Have you done giveaways on the Instagram page? Because it was uh, Austin 360 
I forget whatever their page is. Mm-hmm. We don't want to promote the competitor. You got but they were the ones. Yeah, yeah, they were giving away the the suite right. in conjunction well, with Moody Center. Yeah, right? Moody was giving it away, and they were uh, pushing the um, giveaway through their platform. No, platform uh, giveaways are great. Um, they can definitely work, but you have to make sure that the you know whatever you are giving away is a good fit with whatever audience you're promoting you're, it. That's really it. That's it. Yeah. What is Instagram? What's their rules or play on giveaway stuff you just have to really declare it with a hashtag um if it's a sort of paid partnership you'll need to do that if it's you know us just teaming up to kind of grow our accounts together we can do that without having to you know really um dig in too much i just yeah i just put in there giveaway not affiliated with instagram that's it gotcha if it's a paid partnership you have to put the ad hashtag Okay, so so I always joke that I'm 84 when it comes to technology, but I, I was proud of myself for the for the Sandcastle competition. I did get on Coke FM in the morning. Uh, I mean, that's pretty. That was pretty. That good. was your second K-O-K-E. time. Koke, koke, koke. Bob Cole, you were on there before. I've been on a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Like Kirk Watson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't get anybody else to go along and promote it for me. But uh, those old old school channels, we were like kindred souls. I like it. It's like Sun Scott. Radio, pretty good too. Yeah, they're pretty. I don't know. One hundred point one. Good radio station. I think you just called. Local. Was it KVU or what, what? Who's the news? Oh, I emailed emailed KVU. Yeah, the, the, he's he's a new guy to town. Old Jordan. He was. Oh, absolutely. This sounds great. Let me see if I can get a camera out there. So I told some uh, <laughs> some marketing ladies I went to dinner with, who've been in the business for years, that Glenn just reached out to Jordan at the news desk to. Uh, judge the sandcastle thing and then they put it on the news and they were like shocked they were like wait you didn't like like email all the news agencies press release release, like and just wait for somebody to like reach out to you like no he just no the guy's like that sounds good yeah we had uh, we had had, uh hugh forrest uh with south by southwest was also a judge uh i'm and again he responded he's like yeah no that sounds great and then he shows up right at the time to judge and uh, was in uh, in long pants and a long shirt. Oh, uh, a hot beat. day, yeah. <laughs> hot day. But uh, he, I think he had a good time. He enjoyed it. He got to meet the Sandcastle pros who were trying to hit him up to do a Sandcastle installation at uh, South by Southwest. Uh, Should we um, call out the non-responders that we asked to judge? <laughs> yeah, uh, do we it. Better man. Not, uh, hit the haters, the celebrity uh, non-responders. Uh, hit the haters one time. They'll 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 know they missed out when they see the clip on LinkedIn. That's right. That's right. right. It was good times. It was good times. Ah, uh, but shifting gears back to the real estate. So we're creating. So we're creating. I guess individual. Uh, your listings have a like a there's its own portal with with the drone shots and things. Or and how are, how are we how are we being different and getting those out to the to the other brokers or online? Is it as simple as somebody searching South Austin homes for sale and you're optimizing it to, to pop up? Yeah. I mean, having a website for the home is just one aspect of it, but yeah, we build websites out for the home or I build them out, um, create a lot of the media. We'll create a, a promo video for that home specifically. Uh, of course we'll put it on our platform of about 140, 150,000 people right now. Uh, that are interested in Austin. They're not all interested in, you know, purchasing at right. that time, but they have friends and it, you know, can spider out and reach mm-hmm. a lot more people. Um, on top of that, I, you know, have some pretty, pretty hearty email lists that I've been able to build over the years and blast them out to that, create campaigns to send that out. 
that's, you know, there's nothing too secret about it. Just kind of having and maintaining these assets and these systems, keeping them in good health and knowing how to use them. One day, are you hoping for a Barbara Corcoran uh, endorsement? (laughs) Man, Barbara. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going NSFW. So, but, uh, Look, uh, what Austin's built in terms of his research portals and the way that they graphic and um, the way he's built it just by himself is, um, I would say, revolutionary. And I've worked for a lot of brokerages. And these guys don't have the tech that he does. And they don't have the they don't have the follower base that he does or the power to promote that he does. So that gives us an edge. And then generally I'm kind of like, you know, a badass in terms of taking care of my, my clients. Um, so it, it, it just ends up working pretty good. No, it is. It is interesting that it, I know enough in residential real real estate world with my, my wife working uh, on the contract side for some friends and uh, having other friends in the business and have seen the two extremes of Realty Austin where you are on Team Realty Austin and you can only your ads can only look like this and and formatted this way and sent out you know through their system and then there's Keller Williams who I still am just fascinated every time I see an ad or something and it's like Mary Jane at gmail.com yeah <laughs> like there is no there is big of a corporate conglomerate as they are the standardization for whatever they are they and and you would think that would allow more flexibility for them to be creative and have their own team. But it just comes, it usually comes across as, uh, I'm new here. <laughs> Half-assed. Right? Yeah, like, I'm oh. new here and thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. Call me. AOL.com. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I still see those <laughs> right. from time to time. And, so, right. and, and, you know, we partnered with a brokerage um, a while back and then things went south. Um, the broker didn't quite believe in what we were doing. So we decided to bail go to a brokerage that was a hundred percent commission until I can get brokered up completely and we can do our own thing. And, um, so that gives us a lot more flexibility. Mm-hmm. And at one point we were weighing like, okay, do we use their branding or, but Austin already had dudes like, like one in South America, one in the Philippines already making branding for us and just creating all of the content, just like on a Tuesday chilling with his dogs. (laughs) Yep. That's the way to do it. (laughs) And then it was like, what do we need Keller Williams for? What do we need reality Austin for? We don't need it. We can do it all in house. And so that's that's what they offer is the marketing side. Right. And and the big, you do get the big name, right? Right. right. Some people feel like they have some marketing teams and in, but we're coming. We're coming for all of them. <laughs> Going for the throat. We're, we're coming for all of them. So, what are y'all seeing on the on the real estate side? On the as far as activity, transactions, uh, open house traffic, slowdowns, uh, speed ups. I got a, I got a house next to me for sale. I don't know how many drone videos they've had taken of it, but uh, uh, they're, they're not beating it in the door. I bet it's set for thirty five days plus. It's uh, been over a month. Yes, you're correct. So, do you know where uh, I live? No, uh, it's the one house for sale. It's the one house next door. Okay. So, uh, we've seen a giant shift in inventory. Okay. We've had about a 212% inventory increase from August this year to last year. 
right? Uh, pandemic was just a bizarre time, yeah. right? People were stuck in apartments and not losing their minds. Nothing normal about that. Not knowing what to do. Uh, so we were busy during the pandemic, uh, like super busy. All right. Right now what's happening is if you look at inventory rates and the way we gauge inventory is by how long a home sits on the market essentially. Um, and, um, it's basically stabilizing, which is good for the city. The city of Austin had appreciation rates that hurt my clients not to an extent where they went backwards, but uh, I mean, when they got their tax appraisals, that it was like, you know, I got calls going, whoa, my appraisal is high and I paid X amount of money for this and I threw every single cent I mm -hmm. had at this thing. So what we're seeing now is basically kind of a return to normalization, right? Which is good and I'm all for it, okay? 30 days on the market for a home is entirely healthy entirely healthy okay but that was because the slowdown started 30 days ago <laughs> yeah a little longer than that um right right we're we're a little bit more concerned about interest rates on the mortgage side oh, sure but sellers that really have to sell they will make concessions and they will let you buy down mortgage buy points. Down the points yeah. Yeah. So you can go from 7% to four and three quarters pretty quick. And, you know, you always have the ability to refinance. Right. So that's, you know, and again, when my parents bought a home, it was 12%, I think, uh, was the interest rate. In the 80s. Yeah, yeah in the late yeah. 80s, you know, so... Um, yeah, obviously last year was an anomaly we'll probably never see again in our lifetime. Hopefully not. But but it's so I so comparing it to last year is unfair, but I don't remember what this what the category or stat was, but it was they were saying basically we're at 2017 levels currently. Right. Um which you're like okay, and again, that's only like a couple months in the down downturn if you will, right? So I don't think we fully know cuz yes, the inventory is is slowly quickly ramping up but I, to me is where i fear is that if you've been in your home for at least three years if you're looking to sell it to move anywhere in the austin area you're kind of not very smart financially right with your with your interest rates resetting to seven and you losing your homestead exemption value built in even if you're downsizing your payment's going to be considerably more right right so you're losing a huge chunk of of the the resale market in Austin, so that that's that's tamping down the metric of how many houses are now on the market. Because unless you really need to relocate out of Austin, um, you probably don't have a lot of interest in, in selling your home, you know, currently. Um, and so we're we're going to have people come into Austin. You know, what well, still to, remains to be seen uh, how much Google and Facebook and uh, TikTok, Snapchat actually end up hiring once their towers are finished. And, but, and then, I mean, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be people coming to Austin. Yeah. We're actually somehow managing to build apartments like no one else in the country, which is crazy with the, you know, the permitting challenges that Austin has. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, there definitely is more demand than, than there is supply. Um, and it, and it's, it's going to even out. I don't know what, the, what that does to pricing. I don't know. Are y'all seeing pricing coming down? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. 
Totally. Because that's what it's always so hard to judge when they say, you know, the, the median home price is, is, you know, down $80,000, you know, and I can't ever, ever understand. Was that because more expensive homes were being listed 12 months ago (laughs) or is the early, are those comparable homes now, you know, $80,000 off? So a year ago, people were paying 140, $160,000 over asking price, right. And waiving appraisals, waiving inspections, um, like it was nothing. Right. Um, now we have a situation where if you're buying, you can negotiate. If you're selling, all you need is someone that understands comparative market analysis, right? And knows how to price your home correctly. Okay. There's no situation in the city of Austin where things go down or backwards. Right. Okay. Because we have a government, the capitals here. All right. We have a university, multiple universities, and we have a good health healthcare system, and then we have a, you know, huge tech sector that's Booming. just come through. Tech sector, okay, um, in the last few years. So, in terms of appreciation, and is it worth it to buy something? Blah blah blah. I, you know, tell my clients if they can afford it, buy. If you're going to rent, do it, but just know that you're essentially putting that money on fire. And that's, I'm not trying to be a salesman on that. That's just like how I feel about it. I like it. I don't know. I'm thankful we already have a house. Yeah. <laughs> and if you bought a few years ago, four or five years ago, you're good. You're good. Uh, if you bought in February, I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as you're in it for the long haul, you'll yeah. be uh, you're just in hang, Austin. Just, okay. just yeah, hold. Okay. Right? Just yeah. hold. Yeah, buy and hold. Time in the market. I mean, like crypto. In the market. It's just like crypto, yeah. man. <laughs> no, it's not just like crypto. Come on. Well, my crypto, my crypto account <laughs> I, is. Please down. tell me it's not like crypto. Have you seen? Can you just NFT? mine a house? Can you mine a house? Oh yeah. wait, I gotta buy some NFTs before I leave. <laughs> oh here. yes, in crypto, please. Some PDFs, <laughs> some PDFs, okay, JPGs. Right. Got, yeah, I got you. And uh, we got some good ones. We got some doozies. Be good. Oh, we did. So, so yeah. So back to the NFT, PF, PDF, JPGs. Uh, so we did the one of the chive. And hopefully don't get into legal trouble, but it does have a, we created a, a NFT with a picture of the Bill Murray NFT in it. So we think it's the world's first NFT with an NFT in it. Nested. A nested NFT. NFT wow. with an NFT with another NFT. Yeah. Like when you look in two mirrors and there's yeah. NFTs forever. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm ready to retire. You guys are ahead of the Between game. the houses and the I'm NFTs. We're cutting edge over here. Like. <laughs> I love it. So. I'm, I'm outplayed. I got I got nothing else to contribute after a triple NFT I situation. Mean, I can't I, mean, I can't compete. Put a with house that. and a house and a house. Exactly. And then sell the center exactly. house. Exactly. So are you are you busy enough that you're not working with other businesses on their social media presence or Instagram handles or you're just dedicated to your thing? Yeah, I don't uh, do consulting or have products to sell or anything along those lines. And we really don't do any, like, paid placements or paid partnerships, really. You're busy enough. You don't need – yeah. Yeah. That's good. Stays busy. Real estate's a fast market. Yeah, in this town. Yeah, I looked at the website. Looks like you got a got a good good strong team. Some some good look some good looking agents on there. Yeah, where do people find you? (laughs) Some youngsters. The listeners want to sell or buy. Yeah, uh, find us on you know Facebook, Instagram, Smart Austin Realty. Uh, you can also dot com. F- yeah, Smart Austin Realty dot com is the website. 
Um, we're pretty much on every social channel except for TikTok. Yeah. I think we have it's a TikTok, coming. but we don't have a ton of different, uh, you know, don't have a lot of content out there. That's all reels. You got to make a video and then you got to sit down and add music to the video and you got to edit the video and you got to add words on the video. Yeah. And I'm like, it's another hour just trying to get the post up. Yeah. To get a hundred strangers to look at it for one second before they swipe and it counts as a right. like. And I like editing on a computer. I'm not like just, yeah. you know, standing over the phone doing a ton of editing. It's kind of tough. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really good with my thumbs. And <laughs> you know. if Elon would get Neuralink wrapped up then i could just get chipped and i could think the tiktok up and it would just magically appear right oh, oh yeah. man did you see the robots last week debuted i'm, I'm wanting yeah. a robot coming out that's I mean, a pretty awful robot I well no i mean it's uh <laughs> it's an iteration right but i mean think get one that actually does things i mean 20 grand that seems pretty reasonable there, for there, to mow my yard and all kind of things yeah, all kind of things they got they robots do. that'll mow your yeah. lawn yeah <laughs> are they gonna wrap it in silicone and give her a name uh, hey, no, I don't know. I don't, well, I don't, I don't know that type of robot. I'm thinking I that that's know. what we need know. in this world. But at a minimum, you can see them probably cooking your hamburgers at McDonald's here pretty shortly. Twenty grand—that's twenty dollars an hour that they're paying now. That, that so they, they set a price twenty thousand. He, he said he thinks robot? about he thinks cheaper than a car, but around twenty grand. Wow! You look at the videos of the Boston Dynamics Hyundai, 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 Hyundai. Is that the Hyundai. dog? Well, Hyundai bought Boston Dynamics. Yeah, that's the. They have the dog, but okay. now they have a robot that yeah, looks, guy. Yeah. Yeah, looks way better than the Tesla one. It does backflips. Oh, yeah. You saw the parkour video? Where yeah. Oh, yeah. That one's like, uh, wild. Spooky. It is spooky because if those things ever get mass produced and programmed to take out flesh and bone, we're toast. Oh, yeah. Terminator 2 all day. I think Elon promised you'll be able to outrun his. No. Oh, did you see it, the video? It's like... <laughs> Who can outrun it? Moves, it moves his. like my grandma. <laughs> yeah. Those Boston Dynamics robots, you are not outrunning. Uh, I don't know, guys. At some point, what are we going to do for a living oh, yeah. <laughs> that robots aren't doing? Going back to your whole TikTok Selling generation real from the mine, have you played around with any of the AI text-to-image tools that are out there? No. Oh, you got to check out Dream, Dream Studio. You just type in a scene, and it AI creates an image for you. Somebody posted that. It's pretty, it was it's a pretty picture kick-ass. of a dog, and it said, maybe it was a news article a few days ago, and it said this picture was built by a few text words or something. So yeah. I, I did one Dreamscape? with... Dreamscape? Dreamscape. Dream I, Studio. Dream, or, yeah, Dream Studio. I did one with... I, I, I typed in the text box, Tucker Carlson with the shotgun done by Monet. So a Monet... A uh, painting came out, and Tucker Carlson was holding a shotgun, and it looked all fuzzy, and it was, like, seriously on point. That's trippy. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I stumbled across the app Revive, and I don't know the backstory, but I'm pretty I'm, – I'm positive when I downloaded it from the Google Play Store because I don't have an iPhone. Uh, I gave all my information to China, and, and based <laughs> on the results of the app, I am, I am okay with that. This thing was a mess. So you, you, you upload a picture – with a clear face in it and it, and, and it has songs that you can pick from and it through AI creates a lip syncing video from a still picture. And I mean, eyebrows are moving, your mouse moving, the head is doing this. And it's, I mean, if you don't zoom in, it's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. Just getting started. I oh, think. It's, and you're AI like, stuff. and this was done, you know, through the processing of the phone, you know, not a supercomputer at UT filling up a whole floor. This is just, oh, here you go. Here, have some fun. We're doomed. 
<laughs> Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever hasn't watched Blade Runner, just watch Blade Runner. I mean, a lot of good comes out of all this, right? But uh, we had a conversation the other night about about Neuralink and just you know what what happens when we're chipped and we can process information that much faster, and then it's everything's instantaneous. And can the physical human body keep up with the demands of being able to process stuff that right. quickly? And Will our brains overheat? Right. I mean, working yeah, so some people, their mind already works much faster than they can talk and get it out. So, yeah, once your mind has a computer in it and your hands can only, you know, go that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Got me. I don't know. I don't know. Grandpa, tell me about the good old days. <laughs> Seriously. I just want to mend fence and ride around a mule and shoot rattlesnakes. I mean, Tend to the garden. Back, yep. back when Brody Lane ended in the dirt road. I mean, come yep. on. So do we remember Southwest Parkway as being a racetrack? Was that y'all's era? Yeah. At some point? Yeah. I, I, I hear we, we office off Southwest Parkway, and it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's got some some roller coaster to it. it, it it's the, the soil out there has probably maybe moved over the years. But, yeah, I hear stories that um, you kids back in the day uh, that there was nothing – to use it for there's no other businesses out there so there nobody drove on it and kids would go out there and drag race and they threatened to to tear it out just because it had no real use um but uh but they kept it and finally barton creek got some uh, got some approvals and amd located out there and there's still a lot of preserve so it's it it's really not, is yeah it's still it's still a pretty good pretty good thoroughfare little boulevard there yeah um yeah. you can get a few more lights every now and then kind of frustrating but well, with the Y under construction, it's probably seen a lot more traffic. It's going to Definitely. for sure. Yeah, that Y. That's 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 going to be that's something. <laughs> Shout out to Jim's uh, at the Y in Oak Hill. Uh, good breakfast tacos, good pancakes, twenty four seven. So I don't uh, think they are after more either anymore after uh, COVID. They're not twenty four seven anymore. I don't think so. Oh man, I think you're correct, but we do uh, Uber Eats Jim's a bit. <laughs> It's and uh, and the the barbecue place behind Goodwill, uh, Don's. Oh, Don's. Don's. Yeah. Yeah. Don's Texas barbecue. That's an OG spot. Yeah. Okay, little slab know, barbecue there. Yeah, they moved to Gateway. Oh, really? Gate or the bowling alley? They're in the bowling alley. Westgate. Yeah, they're in Westgate now. Yeah, because they knew. I get part of their lease was probably up, and they knew with the construction, they weren't going to be getting the. So they they closed that one down, and they're in Westgate. I think they still have a Lebowski's original grill still. No, Lebowski's there? is done yeah. as of like really? a month ago. Yeah. So they now replaced them. They yeah. moved someplace called Yeah Slab. Yeah, yeah. A slow, yeah. loud, and banging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If Huge you're a Houston, sandwiches. if you're a Houston rap fan, you know what that means. But yeah, Slab kicked out. Lebowski's big time bummer. Oh, uh, at the bowling alley? Yeah, yeah, at Westgate Lanes. Inside. Inside. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, Tucci's Southside Subs hasn't gone anywhere. It's Tucci's Slams. Uh huh. Tucci's is a sandwich, good man. sandwich. Delaware Subs, is that still open? I passed by. I think the sign just might still be there. I don't know if they're open or not. That's not the YY. Right? Yeah. 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 And there's that's a Pluckers there. Pluckers, that's pretty. They do good business. They do a lot of business there. I guess football season helps. This yeah. episode brought to you by Don's by Texas Barbecue and Jim's. And Jim's. And <laughs> These are all hey, shout, shout out to Via 313 donating the pizza for the Sandcastle yeah, competition. Right. They're there at the Y. They did. Yeah, they do good. They do it's good the stuff. worst Via in Austin for uh, for service for time. Wow. And I know some... We're trying to be positive. For I know, you do too. I know, I know some suits... At, at Via. Via's great, but that is, and the employees know that is the slowest oh. Via. If I order a pizza, they from probably have unionized. Away, yes. They probably they have are unionized. unionized. <laughs> and it's a two hour wait for a pie. 
But any other via is a standard like 20 to 30 minute. Wait, I, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it's your Uber Eats driver. We yeah. do appreciate the pizzas that were donated to Sandcastles. Oh, man, they're so good. Yeah, I, I so good. S- slid a couple of slices yeah. down my throat before I headed to the wedding. So yeah. that was at Valente Beach where y'all did the Sandcastle thing? Valente Beach, which uh, no one had been there. I okay. don't know if anyone that was there had been there. And it is a fast, just a fantastic water park. Coincidentally, I got married on Saturday. And at Valente he, Beach? That's awesome. No, oh. not, not there. <laughs> Uh, but he was my best man, and uh, he came through and gave a speech and talked about some something that happened in the seventh or eighth grade where I got a fake tan and then I got a haircut, and so I was pale for a vent, for a Valente for, Beach at Valente like Beach end of the year trip. party. Yeah. So yeah, I was like the, yeah, it's like the eighth grade. Graduation I was orange. Party. Awesome. I was orange, and then my sideburns <laughs> were just completely, uh, completely White. blanco. And uh, he was then, Donald Trump orange. That's fantastic. Orange Pretty man. much. And then orange man sell houses. <laughs> yeah. Man, I haven't tried it since. Man, oh, uh, man. too much trauma. Uh, but uh, yeah, then it washed off. So he <laughs> been patchy. De- he decided to tell two hundred people at my wedding about, on Saturday about that experience. So that wasn't uh, the most embarrassing story, though. And now it? you just told one hundred and forty-five thousand people listening to this podcast. Well, I don't know that I'm. I don't have to see them. <laughs> but you dabbled in metrosexuality back in the day <laughs> with spray tan. Still dabble, Tyler. <laughs> You're gonna. See, it's awesome. They all know your secrets now. Yeah, it's all good. So, what is uh, interesting real estate and long term businesses here in Austin? I don't know. I saw a Towers article about uh, Texas French bread. Uh, so, it actually burned six, yeah. eight months ago, however yeah, long. And no, they, uh, terrible. so they're looking for a development partner to come alongside them. Smart and, Austin and, uh, really can help you. All right. So, they're looking at a developer to come in and basically they'll put up the land and they need, they'll need a ground floor you know, restaurant, uh, and then build whatever on top to, to help with, you know, property taxes and, and revenue going forward, give them a little long-term, uh, safety net, um, which it seems like a really good idea. I hope other, cause I, I feel like there's so many, all, almost every long-term, you know, Austin institution is built as a single standalone building with a huge surface parking lot, right. getting property taxes as if it has a high rise on it. Um, right. So the, I mean, the, the property, the property in the property, uh, taxes are, um, are, are what's really killing them. Right. Right. Um, so you, you'd like to think, but then there's always going to be that two to three year process, redevelopment process. But you'd like to think they would, especially if they own the dirt, they could come up with a solution where, you know, Hey, yeah, come build and put me, put me, put me back. Um, yeah. Some sort of and, mixed use, right? Project, and save right. and and save some of these because otherwise, I mean, either the train's going to take them out like Dirty Martins, or uh, oh, <laughs> you know, man. they're oh. just going to give up like uh, Threadgills, um, R.I.P. Yeah, um, or Hooters yeah. at River South. There, uh, those poor guys. <laughs> Mid institution, classic. <laughs> losing uh, a lot of the good ones. We are losing a lot of them, but you know. We are. We, we are we we've lost some good um, homegrown businesses over the last twenty years, but we've also gained some really good spots too. Yep. So I mean, it's just a constantly evolving process. I mean, someone yep. that's been here forever 
They go out. Threadgills had a great run. Janis Joplin played at Threadgills. I mean, I, and so, like, these are iconic places that are now gone, all right? And they're getting knocked over for condos. And I'm part of the problem because <laughs> if they build a high-rise and, and they're selling condos there, I'm going to sell you a condo. Yeah. However, um, there's just we have to retain the culture of Austin no matter what. And I think that mainly involves the people and the people that Austin kind of draws is, uh, people that want something a little bit different that know that Austin has kind of a a historic culture, et cetera. So, um, you know, more businesses will pop up and I'm not too worried about it, but I mean, it's like Threadgills. Yeah, they're obviously, their demographics that would go eat a chicken fried steak with gravy every day for lunch was dwindling, right? So the you know they have to you have to change and pivot and find additional revenue sources. Whether it's it's online advertising, Instagram. I mean, you look at uh, Ellis we had on with with El Arroyo. Um, I mean, they're generating serious revenue on the on the sign merch. Good podcast, by the way. Right. That's, oh, that's thanks, what thanks, I listen to to get prepped for. Yeah, this. I mean, you, you know. So that they've one. really found a way to definitely prolong, um, you know, the El Arroyo yeah. brand. Um, whereas if they didn't have that, I think it's probably hard to um, to make that that site work and the taxes and everything. Um, with, I mean, it's yeah. a pretty small place, right? Um, so I think there is, you know, and, and I don't know if that's a, a something the city could do. God, I never want to say that again, but uh, like like somebody could could the, start the city a, could actually do the, something. Well, the, somebody could start a nonprofit or something, and consulting and and identify, you know, what are our top remaining institutions and you know what you know they they're doing what they've always done the way they've always done it and that's what makes them great but at the same time that's also going to probably not allow them to grow and, and remain relevant so you know what what could what could we do to come alongside them and, and help them with social media or, you know, show them X, Y, and Z you could do without having a huge permit, but it would really, you know, you could do a mural on the side of your building. We got a guy here and it'd be an Instagram, you know, hotspot to take selfies. Um, you know, what, what is it that we could do whether, or it's, a, you know, could somebody come up with the Austin, uh, you know, t-shirt company that has all the, you know, and you work with them to get, yeah. make sure theirs is, is, you know, something really, really clever. Create a bunch of El Arroyos, but well, sure, sure. Two <laughs> things on that. And then I'll kick it to Austin. But so first thing, I love the idea of, of murals, right? Um, that's been like, like the hello. Hi, are you, yeah. uh, the, how high are the, you? The, the Daniel, Daniel Jones, right? Hi, yep. Yeah. Daniel Johnston. Johnson. Okay. Daniel Johnson. I just uh, sorry to know a sidetrack. That was the winning entry in the Sandcastle competition. It was, it was a the 3D frog. frog. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's a photo bomb. Absolutely. All right. And it brings people. There's also one on South First. Wait, right? Sorry, sorry. It's now how how Thai are you? Because it's a Thai restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, last my night. God. Thai, that makes me sick. And there's the I, I love you sign. Up. I love you at, at Joe's, Joe's Coffee. Coffee. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that stuff works. I mean, no, it, it, it brings people yeah, because when I would drive down South First when I lived off South First, I mean, I would just see tons of tourists just hanging out. Lined up for a picture. Lined up mm-hmm. for a pic. Okay, that stuff is good for businesses. 
And um, so I would encourage any business owner that listens to this podcast to consider doing something like that. Okay, it's worth the eight nine hundred dollars you got to pay an artist to put something on the side of your building. Okay, second thing, taxes. All right, we got hit hard this year. All right, <laughs> last two years it was pretty quiet. Right. Well, we had one year they froze, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the, no, pand- they were. <laughs> the pandemic just kind of just like the city of Austin, uh, Buda, Round Rock, Georgetown, they kind of just said, hey, man, don't worry about it. And then this last year, taxes they, they up. jumped up. Okay. But we, again, what we were talking about earlier stabilized. Okay. So I don't anticipate a giant tax increase in the next few years. So for business owners or homeowners, whoever it is, whatever their venture is, I think you're going to be looking at pretty decent and pretty stable tax rates. Now I'm being, I don't have a crystal ball and I'm being predictive, which I shouldn't be as a realtor, but that's my take on it. I think it's, they've kind of gotten theirs. They needed to get theirs. Um, and so, yeah, those are, that's my take. What do you think about in terms of branding, marketing, Austin? Um, and, and, you know, you're the Instagram expert. So like, what do you, what do you suggest to Instagram? Instagram guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a couple of things, one thing on taxes, cause I know I got killed this year, <laughs> <laughs> but no hiding that. Yeah. I mean, everyone with a homestead exemption, you have that 10% increased cap for the education portion, which is the largest portion of your, you know, your tax bill. Um, and I know I'm going to be hitting that 10% increase right. for the next few years. So I think, you know, it is stabilized in terms of what the assessment values is, um, or the market value is, but your assessment value is going to go up probably 10% uh, for a bit. So, you know, not ideal. Um, other thing, murals. I think uh, one really good use of mur- murals that we've seen is on Airbnbs. You know, people love renting Airbnbs with murals. Mm-hmm. So. With, like, the famous mural in the Airbnb. Oh, yeah, it helps with, totally. you know, their their vacancy rates really, uh, really helps make more more profitability. Um, but then we could have the conversation. Airbnbs are bad for the Austin housing market, that's but that's a whole nother one. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean, right. that's, but, uh, but no, a, I, I am curious your thoughts. Cause I've gotten a little frustrated that I, I feel like Austin, the last, except for this year, the last 10 years, you know, we're on the best of list on every category. It's the hot place to be. Uh, and I don't know that anyone from the city was behind any of that. It was just feeding off itself. And then we've shifted through the last year. Now every mention of Austin nationwide has a caveat. Oh, they're now in the top, whatever for unaffordability. It's too expensive. You know, where's the next Austin or whatever, how, how, who, how could we get somebody, a concerted effort to, to market Austin? Cause I feel like, again, I think we've just been successful despite ourselves for so many years, uh, just this positive press feeding off of each other, but without a real concerted effort of Austin's still pretty cool, right? Pretty, dope. <laughs> pretty, pretty dope town, man. I mean, I, I, and I feel like we want it. We would want to, maybe we don't Maybe we want to say, yeah, don't move here. We're, we're terrible. No, it's here, expensive. It's here. not worth it. You know, but it's like, I don't feel like the chamber or the downtown Austin Alliance or anywhere. It's, it's that they're, they're not, you know, savvy. They don't fully 
can't, they can't build an Instagram following that gets people excited. That's not, Oh, look at us. We went to Salt Lake city to try and recruit businesses. Or, okay. So, so most of my transplant clients that come through our system, um, they're typically fleeing California or New York or Chicago. Um, and what draws them to the city is a, the culture B just kind of the vibe, but uh, also the tax rate in Texas because we don't have to pay right. state taxes. Um, what we have to do moving forward, there's always going to be bureaucracy right. and bureaucrats that we have to work around. But if we can kind of just get this market to stay stable, then we can kind of punch this affordability crisis in its head a little bit. And that's so that's why, like, as a realtor, um, I'm not all tripped out about homes sitting on the market for 30 days, 35 days. That's healthy. Okay. And virtually every market in the United States, 30 to 35 days for your homes to sell or uh, negotiations to happen, et cetera, um, is healthy. And it's a good thing. And I think we're going to see more of that. And I think even with the interest rates hiking a little bit, um, the affor- the affordability piece during the pandemic was insane. No one's ever seen it. In the 10 years I've done this, I've never seen anything like it. Okay, what people were, were, were willing to do to own like the most bogus house that there was. <laughs> okay. All right. But, um, nonetheless, we have a lot of great property. We have good solid limestone rock in most. And then the other thing is we need to start looking at the suburbs of the city of Austin. Okay. Buda is dope. Okay. It's got a burgeoning. It's beautiful. City. Yeah. It's beautiful. Okay. And Buda is, is great. Food truck scene, birria tacos. I mean, I mean, yeah. there's there's people doing things down south in Buda. Okay, same thing is happening in Round Rock, Maynard, Elgin, all these parts that are outside of like the city limits and the Austin zip codes. Right? Um, if you look at the appreciation rates, they're anywhere from five to twenty five percent year over year. So like these are when people are coming to Austin, they need to start considering, you know, Hey, yeah, no, you can't live off South Lamar and, uh, old Okay. Unless you got 3 million bucks and you're ready right. to buy a bungalow. Right. <laughs> uh, but, down. but you can buy something in Buda and you can start making it your own. Right. And you can bring your business here. And you can bring whatever culture you want to bring here. And um, these suburbs are going to start changing the city. And ultimately, what will end up happening is Austin, San Marcos to San Ant- North San Antonio will end up being merged as kind of like one large, you know. ASA. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> shake his head. It'll be, it, the it'll Metroplex be, ASA. It's not a thing, guys. It is. We have a highway that has a bunch of warehouses on it. That's not a thing. I mean, 
From Gerald to Kyle is further than East Dallas to West Fort Worth. Okay, he's trying okay. to stretch Fair all the way enough. to San Antonio. I'm sorry, it's it's the, it's the hot hot topic for some you reason. You don't drive to San Antonio very no, often. No, I don't even get on I-35. Dude, I get down how to San we, Antonio in 53 minutes. How are man? we going to con people into moving to along up and down I-35? That's the cruelest thing we could do. It, to it, it is it's it's awesome. It's because it's an awesome town, San Marcos. Is like it's yeah if you stay you want to go back to <laughs> what i've seen change since 2002 that drive to san antonio right has exploded like yeah. and it'll continue to just be one big blur like driving from beverly hills to orange county right although it doesn't want it I, I, don't, have, I don't care they have their taco prize i don't their barbecue no their barbecue for we have the taco prize they have the barbecue for it's, it's the bizarro world uh but no it is i did one more funny little link to glenn story uh <laughs> the abj did a did a austin uh san antonio uh metroplex luncheon or whatever and the, the follow-up article um only talked about from san antonio to south austin as being the ASA Metroplex. And I can I coined the term and I think it's catching on. So then there's also the PFW Metroplex, Pflugerville Waco Metroplex is going to be going north. <laughs> PFW. Right hey, see what I did there? Wants that, see man. what I did there? I didn't say it's going to be great, but I mean, I'm like, that's I'm where the growth. I'm going to say worst name ever. That's where the growth's happening. <laughs> Nobody needs that, man. But that's just as much of a thing as it is Austin to San Antonio. Well, okay, I mean. look at it like PFA. this. At one point, somebody said, we're going to drive a metro rail from downtown Austin to Leander. And this was like 12 years ago. Okay. And, and still Le- nobody rides it. <laughs> and I sell a ton of homes out of Leander. New builds, resales, whatever. Okay. But like, I don't know anything about that metro rail. Because right? nobody rides it. <laughs> they all work in Leander. There's, they also still have the bus that goes from Leander to downtown Austin that's faster than the train. <laughs> true, true story. Goes yeah, down Mopac. You're probably free right. toll roads. You're probably right. I probably yeah. am. Uh, but yeah, more more infra- <laughs> more infrastructure. We're not going to get political. We're not going to get bureaucratic. Uh, but the bottom line is stabilization is the key. Okay, and people coming in with innovative ideas. Hey, all right, and tunnels. Bring, bring yeah. <laughs> D- didn't Elon? Didn't he say he was going to build a tunnel? They talk about he it. Says a lot. Did, didn't it? Didn't it leak? Didn't it leak? I don't that, know that you can yeah. do that. No, no, that's a I don't know story. he's going to bust through limestone. That's, a, that's oh, actually a, the best. He has a company, the boring company. Yeah, the, yeah. Know, no, limestone is the best big. material to actually bore through because it's just really, soft yeah. enough to hold its shape, but you can get through it. Okay. Um, no, the leaking thing. I think they just had an. Uh, um, really terrible headline that he was he was applying to discharge to, to dump 140,000 gallons of of waste sewer water into the Colorado River. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. It's called a septic system he was applying for. <laughs> it was not, that eventually I guess you'd argue goes into the Colorado River cuz he's like half a mile from the Colorado River but um, no he has he has plans. We'll see. I don't I don't I'm not sold on the boring company. Also people need to look at Bastrop too. Bastrop is 25 miles east of ABIA, okay? Not far, Not far. right? And um, a lot of good development, a lot of good land out there. They're Bastrop. getting a movie studio. Farmland. And they're yeah. getting, yeah, they're they're getting, getting a movie Elon studio. Airport. Exactly. So people need to start looking at these satellite towns, yep. and, um, and they need to bring 
their energy and their ideas to these parts to make it an an extension of Boston. I don't think it'll be a problem. You get Samsung built and everything that's going to have to be built around Samsung and that northeast sector is going to explode. Have you been to Samsung Palmer Lane? Have you driven by the miles and miles of cranes? No, but have you been to the Samsung on Palmer Lane that's been around for 20 years? Yeah, it's no. not great. There's zero around it that has to be around it. I don't know. All right? Yeah, there's that's, nothing that's, around it that is Samsung related. Squ- I mean, that's nothing Samsung compared to it's, Boulevard. No, it's pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty close the same. Yeah, but well, <laughs> Tesla's 10 million square feet by volume. We discussed this, right? You can't Samsung do square feet of volume. Do not know your million square feet. <laughs> okay, well, Dell Valley, Dell Valley is a perfect case case study of this. Dell Valley used to be completely irrelevant when Austin and I were kids. Like it was De- garbage town. It was like the <laughs> worst place to go ever. Period. Yep. Unless you wanted to do bad things. Okay. Uh, so Dell Valley was completely irrelevant. Then Tesla, well, first the airport came, then Tesla came. And now all of a sudden, these people that have two acre lots, three acre lots, half acre lots, doesn't matter. Now they're sitting on valuable real estate. Yeah. They're making a mint. And you know, with no deed restrictions, so they can do or with, utilities. Or you, <laughs> some of them got utilities. Not some of them, many. some of them have utilities. Some of them got, got it. a property tax bill. Uh, some of them have power. Some of them have uh, electricity. Uh, but I mean, like, look at how that exploded with just one guy bringing well, bringing a business in. Interest has exploded. I don't know the in reality, but. You could be right. I could be right. I don't know. Well, very well, good, guys. Uh, once again. Once again, yeah. The, can... the website. SmartAustinRealty.com. And? Austin, Texas Things on, on Inst- Instagram. And SmartAustinRealty on Instagram. Tyler Shelton. Austin Archuleta. Pleasure. It was, fun. It was a good visit. Pleasure, boys. We always love chatting with interesting Austinites doing interesting things. I think we did okay. I think y'all did or great. Did we yeah. we no, should, we should record it next us. time. This was fantastic. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> when recorded. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's put something on, on the Instagram. You can show us how. how to get yeah, a, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, 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 over we need at, to gain uh, a follower or two. <laughs> Anybody listening out there, like, follow, I just keep click, running share. ads. So. I don't know. It's, it's going to take off. Oh, man. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Well, hey, it was pleasure. a pleasure it, yeah. speaking with Pick you guys. Out. You guys got a good thing going on, Absolutely. and uh, we're honored to be here with you guys. Well, thanks for coming. We're we'll, fun. Absolutely. We'll grab Dylan and uh, do a picture. Yeah. Shout out to Flint Rock Commercial. Absolutely. Our photographers. Maybe take it in front of his in Corvette front of his. out there. There we go. All right. Boom us out. Okay. Okay.